0: Welcome to Success Stories, brought to you by SNS Activewear. I'm your host, Marshall Atkinson, and this is the podcast that focuses on what's working so you can have success too. Many shops in the decorated apparel industry have tied their success to a social mission, or maybe they support a cause. On today's success stories, we'll speak with Patrick Bardsley and Josh Mursky with Port Washington, New York-based Spectrum Designs on their mission to employ staff members that are on the autism spectrum. Instead of only fundraising and giving to a cause, they are directly impacting the lives of people with autism through employment, training, and support. If you have supporting companies that are interested in cause marketing, or maybe you have a direct interest in people that are on the autism spectrum, this is one episode that you don't want to miss. So Patrick and Josh, welcome to the Success Stories podcast.
1: Good to see you. Thanks for having us.
0: Thank you. So I'm really excited about this today. I think it's going to be a very enlightening show, just because maybe not everybody fully understands autism and what the capabilities of people that have autism can actually do and so I think this is really going to open up some folks minds what do you guys think about that
1: yeah absolutely thank you again Marshall it's a we're really we're all in we'd love to share what we're doing with especially with our industry right Josh it's so cool for us to be able to talk within our industry rather than specifically to an audience that may be our cause audience we love speaking to the industry audience
2: I just, like, I'm a very passionate person, if anyone knows me. So I I love talking about this stuff. I love it.
0: Great. So, Patrick, why don't we start with the origin story of Spectrum Designs and how you started to help support people that are on the autism spectrum? Yeah, so
1: the genesis for Spectrum Designs was really born out of necessity and mother's love. Myself and two co-founders who were mothers, of children on the autism spectrum back in 2011, realized that we were facing such a huge amount of unemployment for those on the autism spectrum and more and more individuals with autism graduating high school and facing 80% unemployment rate in the United States and climbing. And so we said, well, rather than try and get those jobs, why don't we create the jobs? And so the genesis of the, the idea of the business came out of that sort of fear and necessity of wanting to create the jobs. And then the apparel industry really came from Googling recession-proof businesses and reading the t-shirt revolution back in 2011, because we were in, you know, only two years from, well, three years from the economic downturn of 2008. And so we started in a, in a backyard barn on Long Island with a, a DTG machine, two heat presses, and my co-founder's sons uh, as our kind of test subjects. And we we realized that if we could put out a quality product, If we could be price competitive, if we could deliver on time and we had the social mission, we would would hopefully do well and people would keep using us. So we started off printing, you know, full color shirts with photographs on them for autism walks and fundraisers and volleyball tournaments and things like that. And because of those principles, I feel like we were able to grow um, and scale and had kind of tremendous growth. The nice thing about the apparel industry, and this wasn't necessarily... Genius move, but if you think about the production processes involved, you know, you start with a blank product, you decorate it in some way, shape, or form, whether it be embroidery, DTG, screen printing, right? And then you complete it, you put it in a box, you fold it, you ship it. It's very concrete, it's very beginning, middle, and end. It's certainly not kind of subjective as to when it's finished or not. And that's something that, and it's repetitive and it's creative. So that's something that's inherently reinforcing if you're someone who on the autism spectrum may be seeking out structure and clarity of task, right? When you compare it to something like cleaning, which is, you know, great thing, your version of a clean floor might be different to my version of a clean floor might be different to someone else's. The apparel industry isn't like that. If a job is done, it matches the mock-up, it's complete, get it out, right? And so that was something that really lent itself to our population. So it was something that was good business but also our population could do it and do it well and many of our employees like Josh really keen eye for detail passionate about the work they're doing and realize that this isn't just this isn't a charity while we're a nonprofit, this is good business right and these guys are we felt like we stumbled across some of the best group of employees you can could have you know and I, I imagine we'll talk more about that but uh it's been incredible for our business uh, over the years
0: So just so everybody understands, can you kind of describe what autism is and then maybe some of the traits or behaviors that your staff has? And then how many people do you employ that have autism? And just kind of work us through that a little bit.
1: Sure. So autism is a developmental disability that's characterized by either delays or Challenges in certain areas, be them social, so social cues, be them rigid patterns of behavior, wanting you know clarity and structure, and wanting to do things repetitively. But the biggest ones are really the social pieces, and so that's something that makes it difficult to seek employment because if you think about it, when you try and get a job, it's all about what kind of type you know, big kind of person are you that can put yourself forward and how do you negotiate and get yourself right, and that can make it challenging. And then also things like rigid patterns of behavior can be challenging if you really need structure or routine. And so we just flipped those and sort of made them advantages because we found an industry that really worked. So when it comes to the, our population, the other thing to understand about autism is that it's it's a spectrum. It's called autism spectrum disorder. It's really a continuum, which means that an individual could fall within that continuum anywhere in any different skill. It's very fascinating. So you may have someone who has an appreciation of Charles Dickens, but may have a hard time tying their shoelaces, right? And that's something that is so fascinating. And that's why we always say, if you know one person with autism, you really know one person with autism. And so it, what's what's for us, why we do what we do, like I said, is, is to try and chip away and pull at that thread, of the high unemployment rate, because it really is a misunderstanding, but we now have 59 employees and 35 on the autism spectrum, so it's over half, it's integrated employment, they're paid minimum wage or above, they're integrated working alongside those with and without disabilities. We really use the term neurodiversity, meaning diversity of minds, right, which is we all are neurodiverse on this call and that we all have different brains and minds. And so our team is neurodiverse, made up of all kinds of minds working in all different positions. We have some people on the autism awesome spectrum who are running huge, you know, 10, 12 uh, m presses that I can't run. And, and, and like Josh doing stuff in the dark room of a high skill level that I have none of those qualities. I'm not, that's not a good strength for me. And then we have people who are, you know, operating heat presses or folding and sorting and catching. So we really have people across the spectrum of autism, working in all different areas and excelling in different areas with people who have incredible fine motor skills and a tolerance for repetitive tasks, and they don't get bored or fed up. And that makes them incredible at cleaning embroidery, right? And catching errors and QC quality control. So... As I said, it we really look at it as a hand up rather than a hand out because these guys are really adding and, and enriching our business.
0: That's great. So, Josh, what's it like to work there? And talk about how long you've worked there, and the training and the skills that you've developed, and maybe what you do every day. Yeah, I've been here for a little over five years now.
2: I know, I know that's insane. It seems it doesn't seem that, but yeah. And I mean, honestly, it's great. I mean. Before here, my paid employment, I'm not, not volunteer, but paid employment, I used to work in kitchens and to say it's harsh would be an understatement, uh, pretty much it was like, if you've ever seen the show, Hell's Kitchen, it was kind of like that. So like you come from that to here, it's night and day. I I can't really, there's still comparison really. It's just night and day. Uh, I, I mean here skills on top of all the skills to, to actually do the job, um, like by communicating with people like who are also neurodiverse, but like different like levels of spectrum and stuff i found that my social skills sense of like understanding has actually improved a lot and like just look at things differently because like sometimes i'll realize i see something like i never thought of it like that and so it's really cool to be around other people who are like you in the sense that they're different like you and we bounce ideas off them and see totally different points of view it's really cool to say the least, I mean, I made some really good friends here, too. I mean, one of them after this is driving me home because my car is in the shop. So, like, he's my best friend. Uh, so I made some pretty, really good friendships here also. So this place really does wonders. And what do you do? What is your job there? I'm lead production assistant. So basically, um, I'm the top tier of the production system bracket. Underneath me is senior and then regular. So if they need help, you need like they need like someone to like follow or something, I'll teach them. But also, I'm pretty much I'm trained in like pretty much everything here, like even in embroidery. So let's say someone's out like sick or they're on vacation or whatever, I can go in and I could do that job. So I could like fill the little void, which um, is also pretty cool because I like a challenge because I'm somebody which like if, like if I'm not challenged, my mind just wanders. But like, since there's a possibility that I can literally be doing something different at like a second's notice, it keeps me like, because I love that challenge. I get like a German restaurant. So
0: yeah. This is a pretty fun industry, isn't it?
2: Yeah, no, totally. It is. I mean, you get to see stuff. We, we have some pretty big customers, so I get kicked out of seeing this stuff. Like for example, one time we went to Uber headquarters, but so we were talking like 200 or something executives there. And like, I'm not going to say that that's common, but it's not uncommon for us to be getting these types of things. And just to say that, like, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, how long I say that? I mean, that's freaking awesome.
0: That's great.
2: I have all my friends. I told none of them have ever been to Uber, HQ. And, like, you know, the customers we have, it's just, it's it's a testament to our quality of work because like when you get big corporations, right, they might say, oh, we we care about this and that, but at the end of the day, if you don't have a, the best product, they're not buying because it's, at the end of the day, it's the bottom line, bottom dollar. So it's like by seeing like, big corporations, I'm talking big, that says a lot about the product that we are able to produce, which um, like, which kills a lot of stigmas also. So yeah.
0: Right, good. Like what you hear so far? Be sure to subscribe so you can get the latest from success stories. And now, here's Zach Shortley with her s Spotlight. Looking for those premium apparel styles just got a lot easier at ssactivewear.com. To help keep you from running into styles that are out of stock, now you can quickly limit your searches down to the styles that only have deep inventory levels. Try it out anytime by simply clicking the high inventory filter, located on the left-hand side of our brand and category pages. We're constantly trying to find new ways of improving our website experience. So we hope this feature helps you get through the workday a little easier. Thanks for listening. So Patrick, other than Uber, who who are your typical customers and what do they think about doing business with Spectrum? So our typical customers
1: range from you know as Josh mentioned giant corporations like Google and Uber and Facebook and KPMG and banks and Dell and IBM and even J Crew have become a fashion customer since the pandemic I think because they want to shorten their supply chain so it's good that they wanted a domestic printer I think what we offer corporations is an opportunity to really check multiple boxes because they're getting the product that they would order anyway, whether it be an employee appreciation or a uniform or something they're going to resell in their store. But they're also checking a corporate social responsibility, a diversity equity and inclusion goal, a socially good purchase, and they're paying the same, the same amount. So it's kind of a no-brainer win-win for them. And it's great for us because to Josh's point, it really stands as an endorsement. Because one of the challenges we faced earlier on when we first started out, someone here nonprofit, they hear, you know, mission focused and those on the spectrum. And they immediately think more expensive, slower, maybe crooked, maybe not good quality, right? So when we are able to put a product out with Uber's name on it or with, you know, with, with some of these larger companies' names on it, you know that they're not willing to jeopardize their branding or their image in that way no matter how good the cause is. So that's been a real kind of feather in our cap and credit to Josh and the team for putting out that product because they kind of deliver on the promises we make when we're talking with these guys. And anyone anyone who's in the apparel industry would agree with that. You know, your production team, they're the most important. They're the front line. They're the race car drivers, right? And, you know, it's our job to keep them driving. And so that's really what I think we offer them. And then we also do B2C, we, you know, we'll do events, you know, we do bar and bar mitzvahs, sweet 16s, private events. So we, and we also do wholesale work. So we'll do contract work as well. Clients who are, you know, we're not actually printing directly for their client, we're printing for them. So we really do a mix. And I think that makes us a little different as well. And we also do promotional products. So it's kind of, um, we, we're front facing, but also a contract printer. We kind of do, do, a, do, a, do a little bit of it all.
0: Okay. And so your business has grown and now you're into two locations in the New York City area, right?
1: Yeah, that's where I am today. Actually, Josh is in our Long Island, Port Washington location and headquarters. And I'm up here in Westchester, which is, I think we're Pleasantville in Westchester, which is about 50 miles north of where they are in Long Island, north of New York City. It's about 8,000 square feet. And same thing. We have, you know, automatic print presses and we have 18 heads of embroidery here. We have multiple heat presses and uh, hopefully DTG soon. So it's a dream come true to be here. We're impacting a whole new group of people here in in Westchester who need jobs just like those on Long Island. And we're hoping to create at least 20 jobs for the community in the next 12 months. Uh, We were, were almost halfway there already, so it could even be more. The pandemic makes things a little tricky to forecast still, as everyone knows. But it's so wonderful to be here. It's a beautiful community and it's great that we've been able to replicate once and hopefully we can do it again and again as we go.
0: Great. So Josh, what do you think about shops somewhere else? Like, you know, I live in Arizona, but it could be really anywhere about employing people that are on the autism spectrum. What should they kind of really understand about guys like you if they're going to bring them in and hire them? Well, the way we
2: do it here. Basically, like I just want to explain how you do here so I can get into that, is there is a sister organization called Nicholas Center. So let's say there's a new person comes in. They'll they'll get a job coach who, know, who already knows how to do the task. Like let's say just for example-wise, it's folding shirts. The person knows exactly how we fold them and everything. So then they can then teach the new person that. So I would say if they're serious about it, like I'm bringing in like a couple, try to see if you could work with like some sort of job coach or someone, at least just to start them off. Because that, if not, it may work in the short run, but realistically long-term, it probably won't. However, if if you are willing to put in the money for the extra system as a, as a business, it will pay off because again, like what you said, uh, Patrick, with the social responsibility and all that, it will, especially nowadays, because that's very popular, it will get people in the door. And also, people like me are very attention attentive to detail and things. So you actually see an increase in quality because, like, I mean, I'll look, I'll see microscopic things, and like it, it's great, which like uh, someone neurotypical probably wouldn't notice. So you will get that, but it's kind of like an investment where if you're going to buy stocks, you you like and you part with the money, and ah, oh, it hurts to part with this hundred dollars as you put in, but you see it grow and then it feels like, Oh yeah, I'm so happy. I parted with it then because now it's a
0: thousand. Right. Okay. And so really it's about having a a really good mentor that the person can shadow and learn from. And then as they're developing skills, then we can teach them something else. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Just like a, a supportive environment. Yeah. It
2: might at first, like if we're talking about a company in Arizona or something, yeah, you may have to spend a little in the beginning, but you will get return. Like you, you will. You just need to stick with it, but you will get return.
0: Okay, okay. And a great
2: reputation also.
0: Right. So Patrick, are there other shops like yours or are there programs that somebody could look into about maybe how to start something like this in their area?
1: So I don't know if there's other shops like ours, Marshall, but we have on our website something called Managing a Mission. It's a document that um, I'd be happy to share uh, with your listeners or if they go to our website, spectrumdesigns.org, they could find it. And it's really a template for how we do what we do. talks about the business case, talks about some of the strategies talks about, like Josh said, the supportive environment, because, you know, what we've found is hiring is is one thing, but retention is crucial as well. You need to have buy-in from the managers and supervisors, those more natural supports to make sure that the person who's working there is successful. So I can't, there aren't, as far as I know, any exact replicas, but I think there's no reason, especially now when there's such an, you know, employee shortage and labor market shortage, Why not use the opportunity? If you can't hire, why not give someone open your horizons a little, broaden them a little more and see if there's an opportunity to hire someone with a disability who you may not have previously considered, but realize that these are the guys that want to work. Like we've not experienced the labor shortage like the rest of the country has, because so many of our employees came back, you know, when we reopened last June and we're like, yeah, let's go, you know, Uh, so, um, uh, to Josh's point, it comes back in dr- in spades. And, uh, you know, we always want to be a resource for people who, who want to do that because we can't possibly chip away at those high unemployment numbers by ourselves.
0: OK, great. So, Josh, any final words before we go? Uh, no, no, but
2: I will say, like, I mean, here also, like, it's somewhere where if you come here, I mean, there is like opportunity to grow a lot and in many different ways. For example, I now climb the ladder like to get to work my position lead, but we have like really interesting people come visit, right? Like we've had, for example, senators who now like who I now know personally because I made a connection here. I've have made like I told you before my own podcast, because of all the stuff from here. So if you like, this is a huge place where if you want opportunity in um the advocacy field and stuff, like this is like best spot to be.
0: So yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Well, good, good. So thank you so much for being on the show. So Patrick, if someone wants to learn more about what Spectrum Designs does or maybe how you could help them, what's the best way to contact
1: you? You can always email me directly. My name Patrick at spectrumdesigns.org. You can jump on our website, spectrumdesigns.org. Pretty active on LinkedIn as well. Yeah, always love to hear from people. And um, thank you so much, Marshall, for shining a light on um, Spectrum Designs and and the business we do and educating so many others with your show. So thank you for having us.
0: Hey, no problem. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, that's our show today. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe so you can stay up to date on the latest Success Stories episodes. Have any suggestions for future guests or topics? Send them my way at marshall at marshallackinson.com, and we'll see you next time.